Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in this Saturday, February the 2nd. The year is moving fast, and we are we have another edition of the Legally Steal show for you. As most of you know, I am a small business owner, a uh, devoted entrepreneur, and I believe in bringing you matters that or issues that matter most to your wallet, things that can help you out. In, in your daily trek, in your daily life, and things that you do. If you've been watching the news this week, you know that the unemployment numbers are down from 9.8 at the end of the year. And these are national numbers. Of course, the numbers vary in different areas, your part of, of the country. But what has happened is the numbers are going down, but the job numbers are not going up. So how do you explain this disparity? What is happening is simply this. You have a lot of people who have been unemployed for a very long time, and now that they're no longer getting jobless benefits or can't find a job, they've pretty much taken themselves out of the whole rat race of trying to find a job. Well, where does this lead them? Well, I want you to, those of you who are old enough to understand or, or what I'm about to say, let's say you're in your 30s and 40s, um, 50s, 50s even, the uh, end, of the, end of the baby boomers, the beginning of Generation X, that's between that age of 40 and 50, you have noticed a paradigm shift that has been happening around the, around the globe, but especially around the U.S., the way things are changing. No longer are industries, uh, massive industries, leading the, leading the pack anymore. You have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who are starting up. The Internet has changed the face of business, and this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what is happening with the Internet and where this thing can go. So what we're finding is... Those jobs that you once thought were secure, those jobs are fading away, and those jobs are not coming back. It's simply this. Labor cost is cheaper in other parts of the world. I mean, we look at the, we look at the civil unrest of what's going on in Egypt now. You have people there who are living off $2 a day. So you will find American companies that will simply take their business to overseas. Labor is cheaper. They don't have to pay as much overhead. They don't have to pay for health care insurance, which is a big drain on a lot of industries' budgets, a lot of their overhead. When they're paying taxes and insurance, that drains them. So where does that leave you, the consumer, the individual? It leaves you out of a job. But these are really great times if you look at it from the other side of the coin. It's an opportunity for you to take a leap of faith. Look at it. Look at it this way. You may not have a job, but you have great ideas. You have the ingenuity. You have what it takes to step out and start your own business. But you may be a little bit apprehensive. You may be a little afraid. Well, today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the benefits of starting a business, things that can help you out as you progress 
through life over the next five, ten years, but things that you can do to set yourself up in a business-type situation. Most of us, if, if we realize it, if we've done any type of business with anybody, we've been in some type of consulting role. So one of our guests today, uh, Dr. Deb Brown, Dr. Deb Brown is a business coach and business consultant. And she resides in the South Florida area, but she has done business consultation all across the country for Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. And it, it, it lends to her credibility because she's the type of person that I, that I was looking for to come on today to give you the type of information you need as an individual that may be working for another business or starting on your own, starting your own business. And she's going to talk to you. We're going to go back and forth on some questions. But these are things that you need to know about creating the right mindset. If you notice from the beginning of the year, if you've been following the show, we started talking about goals. And the whole purpose behind goals are setting yourself up uh, mentally to be able to carry out any task that you take on. So setting these goals, this is a big part of starting a business. There are so many different attributes to starting a business, but it all falls back on you. Now, here's a thought-provoking question that I want you to ponder. Most people will say, uh, it's too hard. I mean, it's hard trying to run your own business. I mean, you're there every day. You have to put in 110 hours uh, a day. Well, here's the question. When you go to your 9-to-5 job, who's going to your job? You are. When you go to your job, you have to put in 110, 120, 130% of your effort to compete with your coworker, to impress your boss or your bosses, in order for you to maintain, not excel, but maintain your income. Okay? Well, if you're going to spend those quality hours from 9 to 5, 8 to 4, 10 to 6, whatever, those are your prime time hours for business, business productivity. If you're going to spend those hours on a job that you may not like, a job that doesn't give you the satisfaction that you want, why not take that time and start your own business? You're the person that it takes to get everything going anyway, so why not put that time and effort into yourself and just direct your focus? A lot of people depend on their job to give them a paycheck, but what they circumvent is they're the ones that have to go to work in order to get the paycheck. So if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. Same thing as an entrepreneur or being a small business owner. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid. So why not invest in yourself a little time um, from a procedural standpoint of researching the how to structure a business, little things that you can do. And, and ironically, it does not cost a lot of money to actually structure your company. Years ago, I used to have a firm, well, not in, in just recent past, in, in 07, 06 and 07, I had a firm in Atlanta that 
I actually structured. I would sit down with individuals and find out their goals, their needs, and then we would talk about what type of business structure they needed in what direction that they were going to go. If they were going to be simply a one-man, one-woman show, then we would talk about them possibly being a single-member or sole-member LLC, and that's a limited liability company. And the reason behind being an LLC is will take you up a step from being a sole proprietor, which is basically you're a sole proprietor, you're in business for yourself, but from a legality standpoint, nothing is protected. Everything that you're doing, none of your assets, none of your finances are protected. You are one with your business. If your business goes down, then you go down. If you write back debt in your business, then that's a reflection on your personal credit, your personal finances. So would always consult them if they were going to be a single member business, small business, then look into being a limited liability company. And there are several different levels. If they were going to be partners, then I would suggest a limited liability partnership where you would have both maybe general partners or one may be a general partner and the other one may be a, a silent partner where they don't have a vote. They're simply a cash backer or financier for the business. Or you can become a corporation. Now, in upcoming shows, I'm going to have uh, several of our CPA guests on again, and we're going to be talking about some of these attributes of you being a business owner as well as how you can lay your taxes out, lay your finances out, and these things that are going to work best for you. But the least that you can do is contact your Secretary of State and find out the fees for starting a business. For instance, here in Florida, if you wanted to start a corporation, there it's going to cost you about $78, between $70 and $78 to start a corporation. That's because you have to be a registered agent, and that's simply the person that if the state needs to send out mo send out information, not money, I got excited, if the state needs to send out information to you or, uh, or if you've done something where maybe an attorney is trying to contact your CPA, then your registered agent is supposed to know what's going on with you at all times. So these are different things that, that you want to take a look and before you actually start yourself into business. Now, we have, as I told you, our special guest is Dr. Deb Brown, and Dr. Brown is going to join us here shortly and have a chance to talk to you about things that you need to know, share with you some of her expertise, uh, what makes her the best, what she does, and be able to give you the advice that you need to do what you need to do. Dr. Brown, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Essie? Oh, I am wonderful. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with me and sharing some of this great knowledge that you have to the to the listening audience. So if you would, I've told them a lot about you, but I want you to tell the audience a little bit more about what you do, and then we'll go into some of the questions that we have uh, lined up to pick that brain of yours and see what we can pull out of it. Sounds good. All right. Well, I work with small business owners who are attempting to get their businesses off the ground or small business owners who have experienced some success and for whatever reason just can't get that business to the next level. Okay. 
Yes. So, have- so you're you're actually starting those that are brand new, but those mm-hmm. that have also been in the business for a little while. Yes. So, for example, I have a client now who who seems to see that the business is getting better and things are going well, and then suddenly it kind of goes in the opposite direction, and then they get better again, and then it goes backwards again. And he's trying to figure out, what is that cyclical pattern, and how can I get past it so I can keep moving forward? Now, basically, audience, what Dr. Brown is talking here at this point is once you're in business, there are different there are different levels that you're going to go through as you start a business mm-hmm. from the from the infancy stage to the adolescent stage in your mm-hmm. business. And these are things that, and we're going to get deeper into this, but these are things that if you don't, if you don't properly have your business structured from the beginning, a solid plan, mm-hmm. and of course plans are meant to change, but if you don't have things laid out, what can happen is two years down the road when things look like they're going great, all of a sudden you get more business than you can handle. Some may say that's a great thing. Dr. Brown, what do you say? Well, I absolutely agree with you that the importance of having a plan cannot be overestimated. I think that's one of the biggest um, challenges that business owners face is they find themselves in a place where they just hadn't planned for uh, more customers than they'd expected, or they don't have the inventory to handle the, the orders that start coming in. If they don't have that plan in place, then <laughs> surprise, things are going to start getting tricky fast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Dr. Brown, what are some what are some benefits? And because you're a business owner, I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. but let's share with the audience, what are some of the 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 benefits of becoming a business owner or starting your business? I think one of the major benefits of becoming a business owner is the increased sense of control that you can enjoy when you own your own business. And I'll give you three examples. Mm -hmm. Um, First, you're taking full control over your own career. You can decide for yourself what your goals are and how quickly you want to reach them. No one's going to decide for you what your goals are. No one's going to give you a performance review. No one's going to reprimand you or downsize you or fire you. You are taking full control over your own career. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also think it's really nice that you're taking full control over your own schedule. You can decide for yourself what your hours are. No one's going to ask you to come in on a weekend or stay late at the office or come into the office even when you're sick or when there's a foot of snow in your driveway. <laughs> a lot of people have been dealing with that this past week. Yeah, we don't know anything about that, Dr. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we we live in Florida, audience. We don't know anything about that right now. I'm doing this show literally in short and sandals. That's, that's the way here. I'm not trying to antagonize anybody, but, but this is what's going on here in Florida. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Dr. Brown. I, I apologize for that. No, no, it's true. I'm, I'm here in Florida with you. I know what you're saying. Um, and I think, you know, having that flexible schedule is particularly important if you're a parent with your own business because you can choose to be at that soccer game or that holiday party or that Valentine's Day party this month or whatever it is that you want that you want to attend. You know, that's a very important point because um, – I was looking at numbers, statistics here about two weeks ago mm-hmm. of of homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, 
I'm 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 proud to say that I'm a homeschooler. Oh, wonderful. Yes, and what it does is it allows me flexibility because I can put my child on a pattern, mm-hmm. teach him, and still be able to do my business. Yes. If I'm working for a company or a business, mm-hmm. it's going to be very hard for me to take my prime time hours and dedicate that to the you to the future of my child, but mm-hmm. also to the financial growth that I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I being absolutely. a small you know being a small business owner has a lot of benefits mm-hmm. as an individual. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree, and I think it's interesting. I've been reading uh, been reading that the younger generations that are just starting to come into the workforce are rejecting the corporate environment that many of us have kind of gotten used to over time, which is you just sacrifice your personal time, you sacrifice the time with your children, you're asked to stay in late, and you just stay late. It's interesting that, that people are starting to reject that notion and swing back to the idea of, no, this is my life, this is my family, these are my goals, I'm going to find a way to make this work. Absolutely, and you hear companies every day, especially companies like Google, mm. Google's work environment is playtime. Mm-hmm. You can take your children there with you. You mm-hmm. can exercise throughout the day. You can live life as you would as a mm-hmm. small business owner. And Google, without a doubt, is one of the most successful companies on the planet, and there is no, they are not slowing down. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you in the sense of being able to control the things that you do Mm-hmm. During the day, that younger generation, right before you came on, Dr. Brown, one of the things that I was talking about was this whole paradigm shift from the industrial age to the truly, we're still in the, in the in the birthing age of the internet. Yes, things are growing astronomically, and they're changing, literally mm-hmm. changing by the day. Mm-hmm. The next generation of workers, they're not standing for. You know, hard labor behind, yes. you know, a sweatshop <laughs> working mm-hmm. 100 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I'm suggesting is I was talking about the unemployment numbers are actually down uh, to 9%, but yet there were only 36,000 jobs added across the country. Mm-hmm. That's less than 1% yes. of jobs added. So now you're looking and saying, okay, the the unemployment rate is going down, but uh, basically what's happening, these these people aren't aren't getting any more benefits, so they're not being counted anymore. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to start your own business. But here's an important thing that I I want you to address, Dr. Brown, Mm -hmm. is coming from that step of being an employee, What type of transition might an individual go through before they become a business owner or a small business owner? Yes, because as we're already discussing, um, that lack of planning can stop a business before it even gets started. So having a plan in place is going to be huge. You know, it, does, it really doesn't take a lot of time or money to get a website up and running or even just put a Facebook page up for free for your business. You can print out some business cards, get your legal stuff out of the way, and there you go, you have a business. But what happens when the phone doesn't ring? <laughs> right? Right. What happens when the customers don't show up on your doorstep? Right. Not, and and, and we're not telling you that all of a sudden you're going to transition into small business owner and you're going to have more customers than you know what to do with. No. 
you actually become everybody. You become, you know, if you're working at that job and you pass by the janitor as you go into your office, you become the janitor. Mm. You become the secretary and pass by her and say good morning. You now become the secretary. Mm-hmm. You become the manager. You become the marketing department, HR. You mm-hmm. become everybody mm-hmm. in order to make your business grow. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the stuff, Dr. Brown, that I've been listening to lately, and I've been an entrepreneur since 98, but it took me and it took me about five years before I realized that regardless of what business I'm in, mm-hmm. the number one business I'm in and the number one business that you're in, we're into marketing. Yes. We have to market ourselves daily. Even yes. though we have these expertise in what we can do and we're Dr. Brown and this is the expert over here, but if you're not marketing yourself, <laughs> you're a fish out of water. That's absolutely true. Yes. I, I was just reading a book the other day that said all of us, whether we like it or not, are in some level of marketing and sales. Whether you're absolutely. selling yeah, whether you're selling a product, a service, an idea, whatever it is, you're constantly selling. And a small business owner, if they can't sell, if they can't market, if they can't network, right? It's, it's yeah, it's not going to happen. But fortunately, those are all skills that can be learned. Which brings me to my next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do or how would an individual mm-hmm. leverage their personal strengths mm-hmm. to grow their own business? Yes, and I think different people have different strengths, so they're going to use different strategies. If someone is good at writing, wonderful. Mm-hmm. You can blog, you can write for local publications, you can write a book through either a traditional publisher or a self-publisher book. You can write an ebook, you can write a weekly e-newsletter, you can get your message out very easily now. You were talking about the internet um, phenomenon that's growing every single day. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people you can reach globally through writing. Wow. And see, I can attest to that because even though, audience, you hear me on Saturdays at 2, but during the week I'm blogging, I'm writing, I'm sending out, creating documents, press releases, anything that I do, I create a press release on it. I'm also the examiner, uh, a automotive examiner for examiner.com. And, and basically what Dr. Brown is saying is if you have that skill set, if you have that talent, use it wisely. Mm-hmm. The more and you, anybody who is on the web, if you're on the call right now, you know and understand that you have to promote, promote, promote. Mm-hmm. So create different things that you can do to get your name out to the out to the masses. People are hungry for this information that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but a lot of them don't know where to go. I absolutely agree. And some people might not be good at writing, and that might be that might not be the way for them to share that information and share the expertise with their audience. They might prefer to just talk one on one, or or they might be good at public speaking. If you're good at public speaking, then great. Go out there and do some workshops. Present at your local chamber. Present your ideas at trade shows or conferences. And um, maybe even consider a radio show like you have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can always do it. And Blog Talk Radio is not paying me to say this, but it was a platform that I used after writing a book. 
Mm. I had no idea I was going to be an author, but I wrote a book, and, and as I'm reading, I'm looking, saying, how can I, I do not want to be like your traditional authors, mm. to sit, you know, write a book and hope for the best. Yes. How can I put it out there? And I started this show, and now this thing is taking on a life of its own, and I'm still an author. See, that's fantastic, because a number of authors have learned what you've already learned, Essie, that just writing the book isn't enough. <laughs> it's just like launching a business isn't enough. It's not getting the phone ringing. It's not getting the sales up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it gets back to the promoting, the marketing, the selling. So, well, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so if you're good at writing, write. If you're good at public speaking, get out there and speak. If you're good at building relationships, then start networking. Network in your community. Um, build your LinkedIn connections. Build your relationships through Twitter, through Facebook, through other aspects of social networking. And I would also recommend volunteering in the community, which can help build those local relationships and establish your credibility locally. So, you know, different people have different strengths, and you can leverage whatever your strength is to get your message out there. Exactly. Uh, and this brings me to a point before we go to the next question. Hmm. But one of the things that I did, and I can use my life as a story, and I'm sure, Dr. Brown, you can do the same thing. But one of the things that I did when I jumped out on the scene years ago is I used to go out to libraries. I would get with the with the branch manager of the library and offer to put on a free seminar. Mhm. I started growing my presence. Mhm. And as I grew, I also learned a lot about myself and what I was doing and Great. offering to the public. Mhm. Mhm. Which drives me to this next question. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you or recognize overcome and alleviate fears. Dr. Brown, what would you suggest to the listeners of things that they can do to get rid of fear? Well, let me let me speak to the specific fear that might be associated with the example that that you just gave Essie because if mm -hmm. people if people would like to speak to an audience and that's a great way of connecting people with people and establishing credibility. If they would like to connect with an audience as you did by offering free seminars at your local library, um, there's a wonderful group out there called Toastmasters. And if they've got a specific fear of speaking in public, it might be worth getting into Toastmasters to refine those speaking skills so you can perhaps network more effectively and more confidently walk into a room of strangers and introduce yourself and talk about your business or, or make presentations. Something like Toastmasters might be effective for that specific fear. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, in general, uh, recognizing, overcoming, and alleviating fears. In general, most of the fears that small business owners tend to have are within their control and are things that they can resolve. And I think the best way to deal with fears is to face those fears. So I would recommend you could even sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen and start by just writing a list of all your fears or concerns about starting your own business. Everyone's going to have fears. It's better to take a close look at them instead of ignoring them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Dr. Brown, if you would, looks like mm -hmm. we have another caller. Oh. Hang on just sure. a second. Sure. Caller, welcome to the show. If you don't mind telling me your name and where you're calling from. Oh, hi. My name is Ben, and I'm from uh, North Carolina. Ben, welcome. Welcome to the Legally Steal Show. 
Um, we have Deb Brown on today. You have questions for her. Hmm? Ben, do you have a question? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got a question. Go for it. All right. Uh, I've read, uh, since I've read something from P2Pnet, I've read some alarming news. Can bloggers really be sued over one picture? <laughs> well, in order to upload a picture, it needs to be under creative content rules. Um, it's very specific about which pictures you can post to your blog. So, for example, I can't just look at a picture that's on CNN.com and lift their picture that was taken by their photographer that they paid for and put it on my blog. I can't legally do that. Now, the degree to which that is legally enforced is another matter, but, yes, technically that is breaking the law. Absolutely. Ben, I will tell you, I will say this to you. Um, I have done, as a, as a writer, as a journalist, if I wanted to uh, post a picture for, say, an automobile that I'm talking about, like one article I did about the Hyundai Sonata, I can't just take a picture off of Hyundai's website yeah. or anybody's website yeah. because most of those images are copywritten. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to take a picture, I can actually take my camera. I can go outside and take a picture with my camera as long mm -hmm. as it's original content. Mm -hmm. Then you can't be sued. But if it's not original content, yes, sir, you can be sued. If you would like to put photos in your blog, as S.E. said, you can go out and take your own picture. And another way you can do it is you go to Flickr, F-L- F-L-I-C-K-R dot com. And you can specifically search for Creative Commons licensed content. Exactly. And if it's, for your, if it's for your business, you can search for Creative Commons licensed content for commercial use. But those are the photos that people have said, I've, I've taken this photo, and you can use this photo for whatever you want. Otherwise, can't do it. Absolutely. Ben, did we answer your question for you? Uh, well, I guess so. <laughs> it doesn't hey, sound like that was the answer you wanted to hear. I'm sorry. I don't think it was, but Ben, <laughs> listen, the safest way to do it is what Dr. Brown is saying. Of course, her information is going to be listed on our on our blog. It's listed there already. And, well, of course, before she goes off the air, we're going to have her give out her information, so you'll always be able to uh, reach out to Dr. Brown. But, of course, these are things that, that we like to bring to you and and so you can have answers before you go forward. And, Ben, always, thank you for calling and reach out to us again. We really do appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. Dr. Mm -hmm. Um this is these are the type of questions that, that we will get when we have experts on. Um, because people do want to know. People are out there starting businesses, and people are listening to shows like this, and and they want to know information. Guess if you want to call in, give us a call at area code 347-637-1008. That's 347-637-1008, and we will see you out there, and we'll connect you in, and, of course, share your calls with our special guests. Now, Dr. Brown, I do want to touch on on this question. Uh, I, I had a show during the beginning of the year, and of course, you know, the beginning of the year, everybody talks about goal setting mm -hmm. and different things. Mm -hmm. But one of one of the things that I try to do or do with the show is talk to talk to the 
the audience about specific goals and how they can attain them, basically how to establish them, how to set them, and then how to execute them. Executing is a big thing. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, <laughs> if you don't mind, could you touch upon establishing, setting, and executing goals yes, for, for your business? Yes, definitely. Um, well, let's start with what I wouldn't recommend. Okay. I, I wouldn't recommend writing vague goals. Vague goals would be, um, I'm going to be a successful business owner. Well, what does successful mean to you? And when do you want to achieve that success? And how will you measure your success? It's, it's pretty vague to just say, I'm going to be a successful business owner. And you wouldn't want to set a goal such as, I'm going to make lots of money. Well, how much money is a lot of money for you? And when do you want to achieve that level of financial success? And and is that dollar amount achievable based on your business plan? Right. So instead of setting those kinds of vague goals, I would recommend using the classic acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Exactly. Right? A SMART mm-hmm. goal is going to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. So instead of just saying, I'm going to be a successful business owner, you can say, five years from today, I will have at least, I don't know, 100, 1,000, whatever your number is, satisfied customers as measured by a score of at least you know, four out of five on a customer satisfaction survey, or whatever success would mean for you. And instead of saying, I'm going to make lots of money, you could say, 10 years from now, or however many years would work, 10 years from now, I will be making at least twice as much money as I was making in my last corporate job, or whatever lots of money means for you. That's how you would set a SMART goal, and I would put those in writing. Exactly. And then you, yes, and then once you've set those long-term goals, then in order to reach them, I would recommend smaller short-term goals along the way that will help you stay on track. So if you know where you want to be in 10 years, then where do you need to be in five years or two years or one year or six months or next month in order to get to where you need to go? Um, I would also recommend setting some stretch goals that are even more challenging than your long-term goals, which are very common in the sales industry. Salespeople often have goals for the day, the week, the month, the quarter, and the year, and then they have stretch goals to challenge them even further. Absolutely. So if you think of your long-term goal as your destination, then your short-term goals and those stretch goals are little mile markers along the way, and your business plan is your roadmap to get you where you want to go. Your business plan has your marketing plan, your pricing, uh, information about your competitors. It's got everything that you need to get you where you want to go. Absolutely. Listen, Dr. Brown, are you familiar with um it's an organization, a company called College Hunk Hauling Junk. What is it called? College Hunks Hauling Junk. I have not heard of College Hunks Hauling Junk, but I love the name. Oh, it's well, very let me memorable. Tell, oh, yeah, let me tell you. I met with them um, on Wednesday night. They uh-huh. are two phenomenal guys who who started out started out their business. They were college students. They've been best friends growing up. And a little gist of the story. Now, these guys have been on Oprah. They've been on the Shark wow. Tank. They've been on Match Millionaire Matchmaker. They've been oh. all over the place. But here's something that they did, and I want to share this with the audience. Yes. They pretty much started out with a van. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. One of the guys' mom had a van, and they just started during the during the summers. What can we do to make some money? So they started, and they're millionaires now. But here's one funny things happen. Hazardly is how they started their 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 pricing model, and it was kind of like, well, we went to this lady's house and picked up all of her stuff, and she said, well, how much are you going to charge me? Two hundred dollars, and she said, yeah. So that started their pricing models. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. And these guys are, you know, phenomenal, not even 30 yet. And they are, they have 37 branches of franchises across the country. Well, I'm saying that to drive this back down to goals. Yeah. You do not want to just go out there and just do a shotgun blast. No. Okay. Exactly. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you can hit something. No, you take time, like Dr. Brown is saying, and strategically plan your stuff. Now, if you're going to have that vague goal, like, well, I'm going to be a successful speaker, well, all that is great. But is that your life goal, or is that your two-month goal, or three-month goal? You need exactly. to break it down. Yes. And what, so, what, you're, what I love about what the college hunks hauling junk, what I love what they did is they were doing market research. Absolutely. You know, you don't have to hire a market researching company to go out there and do your market research. You just talk to your customers. Absolutely. Dr. Brown, looks like we have another guest on, if you don't mind. Sure. Hi, this is SC of Legally Steel Show, and your name is? Hello. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much. I well, have a question. Yes, go ahead, please. Um. Which which state is the best state to register uh, a website business? Dr. Brown? Which state is the best state to register a web? Are you looking for from a tax perspective or from what, what are you looking at? Uh, because it's a website, I understand certain states are better to register a business, period. Um I guess maybe tax or I, I'm not sure. Just a general question: Would it be best? Okay, should I say then? Would it be best to register a website business in the state you live, or um, another state such as Delaware or one of those states, for whatever reason? Mm. <clears throat> um, wow, that's a great question. Because I had heard that in states such as Delaware, you know, credit card companies get some advantages, some investment companies get some advantages. I didn't know that a website would necessarily have some advantages in Delaware. I would have to research that. Well, I can help you out a little bit there. Um, basically, if, if you would, for your first year, this is one of the things that I used to do back in Atlanta. I used to mm. structure companies. Uh, for your first year, don't get so wrapped up into which state is the best state, okay? Because each state has different advantages. Like like Dr. Brown is saying, Delaware has some advantages for credit card companies. That's why you see a lot of the credit card companies are in Delaware. But then you have a lot of advantages out in uh, out in Nevada, Nevada corporations. But I can tell you, I'm here in Florida, and my companies are registered here in the state of Florida. And... The reason being, your first year, your first year or two is not going to be, you're not going to be concentrating so much on your tax bracket, I promise you. Your first year, 
you're going to be concentrating on marketing, marketing, mm-hmm. marketing. Yeah. Like you, you, you're starting that website company. There are several billion websites out there. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to establish yourself beyond the rest of those websites and carve out your market niche mm-hmm. to have people contacting you. Yes. But the but, most important thing for you at this point mm-hmm. is to get your business started. I agree. Working on the marketing, working on SEO, so Google actually lists your your um, your business on the first page of Google. I agree. That's going to be your primary concern for those first couple of years. Absolutely, absolutely. Did we did we touch up on your question? Um, yeah, yes, you did somewhat, but. I mean, for example, if you have a blog talk radio and you really decide you want to make it a business, do you register a name, the name, um, register it as a business? And if you want to start getting advertisement and all of that, you have to have a some form of a business name. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. And then in that case, do you register the the um the the business uh, what where is the best place to register the business then and what do you register on uh, LLC or um, if you are in a partnership do you do uh, uh, a limited well, liability partnership right, right. There, there's a website I would recommend it's sba.gov for smallbusinessassociation.gov there's a tab at the top of the page that says starting and managing a business. It's going to give you all the information that you that you could ask for about a sole proprietorship versus an LLC versus an S corp or corporation. It's going to give you information about where to register your business name in all of the different states in the U.S. That might be a great place to get started. Absolutely, ma'am. Another place to go is you can go to the IRS. You can go to IRS.gov mm-hmm. yes. and check out there. And, of course, they're going to lay out, and also your whatever state you're in, Go to your Secretary of State's website, mm-hmm. and you pull up and see what LLCs are for, what LLPs are for, what LPs are for. There are a lot of there. There's quite a bit of information out there. But like we're talking about, for instance, my show. The show is called the Legally Steal Show. That is the actual trademark name, the registered name in the state and with the IRS, the Legally Steal Show. I chose to set this show up as an LLC because I don't plan on having but maybe one or two employees. Right now I have a producer, but I don't have a lot of overhead where I'm going, so there's no need for me to do an incorporation or a corporation. However, my LLC, the Steel Show, falls under my corporation, CETA Development or CETA Corporation. It falls under that. So I would say... You start as an LLC, you can always go up, but you can't go down. And what I mean by that is if you start as an LLC, you can always change your designation and become a corporation. That's a Mm -hmm. general corporation or C Corp or S Corp. Mm -hmm. But you cannot go down if you start as an Inc. You cannot go down to an LLC because there are certain different business requirements that you have to have in-house in order for you to make a transition. Okay, good, good. And before you register your business name, I would also encourage you to do some of the preliminary steps 
first to make sure you already have some experience in whatever it is that you want to do, for example. So if you have 12 years of experience that have nothing to do with a website business, you might want to gain a little bit of that experience now before you launch your own business and quit your day job and, and go into making that happen. I would encourage you to do some market research like these wonderful folks, college junk, right? Do some market research. I would recommend talking to other entrepreneurs to make sure that that's the kind of lifestyle that's comfortable for you because you might want to know what is it like to work in a home office without any coworkers? What is it like when you no longer have a simple routine of getting up every day, going to work, and coming home every two weeks with a paycheck? Um, talk with other entrepreneurs and put together a business plan before you register the name of the business. And I say that because... I've talked with people who have started their business, gotten their business cards, launched their website, gotten out into the community, and then they realized they didn't like it. It wasn't what they wanted to do after all. There was no market for it. There were no customers out there. And they wasted all that time and money and energy. Absolutely. Well, ma'am, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you. Um, Can I ask another question, please? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Oh, this is my my brain just now. <laughs> Tell you what, let's keep me on for a little bit, and then you can go ahead, so I can maybe um, get my question back in because I thought that was so important. The question. I think we'll do that. I'll keep. I'll put you on hold, but I have another person who I have okay. another caller, and then I'll come back to you. Okay. Thank you, much. Okay. Thank you. Caller, sorry keeping you on hold so long, but if you would, give us your name and, and, and your question. Oh, is that me? Yes. Hi, how are you today? I just tuned in, and I had a sole proprietorship years ago, and I'm in a situation now that I want to bring out. Okay. I'm, I'm pigeonholed by the government because I'm a disabled senior citizen in the VA healthcare system, so if I start making money, I'm going to lose my VA health benefits. It's mm. a shame because mm-hmm. uh, I have so much that I could do with the right. business, oh, but I'm not restricted from blessing others uh, so far, as far as I can. <laughs> Maybe we need to talk. <laughs> That's exactly what I was suggesting because I have something that is so big it's going to transform the whole global business environment, and it's wow. all totally transparent, highly ethical, and moral. And wow. I think I think we should talk. There is a blog, if I may give that. It has my phone number on it, so you can call me back. It also has a letter from President Obama to me related to the economy and an interview that may be downloaded. Well, I tell you what, sir. Let me give you let me give you my email. That's why I was saying I, I'm disabled. I don't have immediate access to email or fax. Okay. Uh, the blog was put on by the gentleman who interviewed me. Okay. Well, if, if you, you just would... Google uh, creativity777.com, that will uh, bring it up. And uh, as I say, there's an interview in the letter from the uh, president. And what I have... And this is a lifetime, and that's what people starting businesses should realize. And my question was really in this environment right now, it seems like entrepreneurism is being suppressed. And that's what made America, and that's what has to come back to save America. Well, I can tell you, sir, on, 
I know it is coming back because we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, before you came on, Dr. Brown, listen, I really do appreciate you staying on with me this long, but this is this is what you can expect. We call in and we get a lot of influx of people calling and have information that they can share. I really do appreciate you staying on this long with me. Sure. But, sir, I will say that before you came on, one of the things that I was talking about is the employment numbers are down, but yet there are only 36,000 jobs added for the month of January. We don't have a choice, but entrepreneurism is going to flourish because Mm -hmm. we're in a paradigm shift where things aren't the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. These jobs are not coming back. People are going to have to create jobs. Yes. Well, that's where it's a blessing that we're coming together now because I have something that relates to unlimited creativity, and it's just a question of changing your way of thinking, interacting with existing technologies, and then collaborating with each other in caring, sharing ways. Absolutely. Instead of going after the big control over 100% of something by taking smaller Percentages you can expand and diversify to an unlimited degree in any field of interest and well, create sir. jobs and opportunities at the same time. That's with what that, I want to get out. With that statement, I can tell you, uh, and, and for the audience, 90% of the income that's generated in America is generated by small businesses. Mm. But we re- what we are in the news is your you know your JP Morgan Chase, your Ford, your General Motors, your Bank of America. Small businesses are the backbone of America. They've always been the backbone of America, and I do not see it changing. Sir, listen, thank you for giving me a call. I, I got your information. I will follow up with you. Terrific. Maybe we can really shake, rattle, and roll and get the creativity out there because everyone has unlimited creativity they just don't know it absolutely under authority all our lives but in our quiet time we can test our abilities from our own uh, knowledge and self-educate ourselves with with everything that's available today absolutely sir what's your name before you go uh hugh h-u-g-h i'm Uh calling uh, from virginia okay and i have a lot of documentation in my background so uh, I can prove what I'm saying. I don't like to make statements unless I can back it up. I'm with you. I am with you. Thank you for calling. I will follow up with it, sir. Okay, and congratulations on the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Dr. Brown, that's... <laughs> This is this is what we get, and this is what I like about what I'm doing. I told you, this thing taking on a life of its own. Yes, it's people exciting. No, it really is. People want to know about about this type of information, and of course, Dr. Brown, I have your information listed on our blog, and uh, we got your course rebroadcast to show. The show will be able to be picked up on our podcast through iTunes. Great. So. So and also you'll be able to get a copy of it where people will be able to hear this. They will be able to hear your information. If you would, before I let you go, mm-hmm. would you give me your title, your contact information, even though it's on people will be able to hear it on the show. Okay. My name again is Dr. Deb Brown. I'm a business coach in South Florida, and my website is www.drdebbrown.com. Dr. Deb Brown, that's D R D E B 
D-R-O-W-N.com. DrBrown.com. Dr. Brown, thank you so much for coming on, and I look forward to having you back. You've been great. I would like to come back again. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Izzy. <laughs> Listen, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, audience, I this is this is this is what I, for. I really do love this. I like talking to people. I like sharing. Uh, I'm going to follow up with Hugh because I would love to bring that information back back to you, um, so you can get abreast of and a feel for what's going on. But I, as as Hugh put it to you. The country is changing is what I've been saying. The country is changing. If you have the skills set and if you have the talents that you know you have, the creativity that Hugh was talking about and Dr. Brown is speaking of, start your own business. Now, here's another thing that really, really important information that you need to know. Next week, we're going to be talking about credit, again, credit building for that small business and ways that you can get your credit underway. But here's the most important thing about this, and listen up to this very, very well. Banks or lenders will not give you credit unless your company has been in business for a minimum of two years or unless you do it on your personal credit. Well, that's not not the goal for your small business. If you're going to operate as a sole proctor, then you're going to be using your own personal credit. That's not what you want to do. What you want to do is to be able to take your business, establish your business, okay? Let's say that you're working for a company right now. Start your business today. Monday morning, or matter of fact, you can do it online. Start your business today. It's probably going to cost you less than $200 to get everything together. In most states, state of Florida, state of Georgia, I know it's under $100. So you can actually start incorporate your business today. Get your paperwork. Go down to the bank. Open up your account or go to the credit union. My, my, my bad. Credit union. The credit union has the business uh, side to it. If it doesn't, go to the bank. Start your business. Now, here's the beauty. Your business will be growing day by day because it's going to have time under its belt. Well, let's say you continue to work on your job and you don't do anything with your business for uh, a year, but you've had money, uh, $50, $100 in that account, made a couple of purchases of your business through, say, Office Depot or Staples, then now your business has legitimacy to it. Another year, you can start building credit. You can start building credit immediately for your business, trade lines, and we're going to talk more about that next week. So definitely. Get a chance. Tune in to us. We are always on Saturdays, 2 p.m., and, you know, we're talking to you about issues that matter most to your wallet. I thank the callers for calling in today. Um, had a lot of useful information, and we're going to, you know, definitely keep this, keep the topic going. And next week, when we start talking about the credit, it's going to blow some of your minds. One of the things that you can do with business credit you don't even imagine doing on personal credit. I can just tell you, this number in mind, five to one, five to one, five to one, I'll explain to you next week, and you'll see what I mean of the importance of getting business started. I'd love to hear from you next Saturday of individuals that heard the show today, incorporated their business 
today or Monday and call in and let's share it with the audience. Let's let them hear of how simple it is to get your business started for one, and then I'm going to tell you some of the outstanding things that's going to happen to you as a result of starting that business from a credit standpoint and building it up. It's going to blow your mind. But remember, five to one. I'd love for somebody to call in next week or chat it in and find out what does five to one mean. Um, a few, few reminders. You can always pick us up on Bitly slash LSS Radio. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S Radio. You can download us on iTunes, and that's Bitly B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S iTunes. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. I'd love to, love to hear from you, hear my tweets, follow your tweets. And that's, of course, bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash L-S-S twit, T-W-I-T, L-S-S twit, T-W-I-T. Listen, again, it's been real. Always, thank you for calling in. I love the show today. love the interactions we had today. We had other guests who were supposed to be on, but oh, no. We'll catch up with them later. Not a problem. So, again, check us out. Send us emails at the show at legallysteal.info. I haven't said it in a while, but it's the show at legallysteal.info. And catch us on the blog, bit.ly slash LSS blog. It's been real. Bring you issues that matter to you most. Only a legal steal show where I mean, your knowledge and skills legally steal your next purchase. Peace and I'll see you next weekend.